Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 301. I am rounding out this January's Get Your Shit Together series, uh, our four-part series this month, with a podcast for you all about how to say no and stop overcommitting. I think a theme here on the podcast this month has really been about how to simplify your priorities, and clarify exactly what's going to help further your goals. So I'm really excited to share with you some of what I've learned. If you're a chronic overcommitter, let me tell you, I can relate. I have spent years working to curb the habit that I call aspirational planning in my book. That's where I constantly overestimate how much I can get done in a super short period of time, only to end up kicking myself later when all my deadlines are converging at once or I'm all of a sudden having to push everything else back. Maybe you find yourself instinctively just agreeing to, I don't know, a get-together with friends or family that pulls you away from a pressing priority at work that needs your attention now, only to find yourself grumbling and distracted throughout the event, unable to be present and enjoy your company. I hate that feeling. Or perhaps you eagerly take on a special project at work, knowing full well that your other and arguably more important projects will suffer as a result. This desire to just be agreeable and well-liked and go with the flow is a fundamental human instinct, but it can seriously hamper our ability to stay focused on what's most important. And while it seems innocuous at first, our biggest, most audacious goals become subject to death by a thousand cuts, right? Our proclaimed priorities, constantly sidelined by other people's demands on your time, become an afterthought. So as we round out the month of January, at which point, statistically speaking, most of our New Year's resolutions have been abandoned, I want to share what I've learned about how to say no and stop overcommitting. First, we have to identify the fear. I find that the habit of overcommitting usually masks some kind of fear. Perhaps it's the fear of missing out or the fear of disappointing ourselves or others, the fear of future regret or the fear of being less than you think you should be. So what's the narrative in your mind that causes your overcommitment? Write it down. Question it. Look at it. Is it actually true? Is this belief serving you? If not, script a response, a logical counterpoint. Turn that argument into a mantra that you can turn to whenever you're faced with a choice moment. Then it's all about mindfully practicing saying no. The next time you're considering how much to take on and what goals you're going to focus on for any given day, week, or month, I want you to take these two principles to heart to help you say no more often. First, take a beat. 
The first challenge is to create that moment of mindfulness. Curb your instinct to say yes right away. Maybe turn to your mantra in your mind that helps counteract whatever fear might be pushing you towards yes. And instead, get in the habit of taking a breath and just saying to that demand on your time, whether it's coming from you or someone else, let me check on my capacity and get back to you. The goal here is to become more and more realistic with your projections of your time. And to do that, you got to get in the habit of asking for time to think even just a few seconds before you immediately agree. And second, this is really helpful to help practice mindfully saying no. Come up with an assessment to help you decide. Sometimes it's hard to determine what warrants your focus and what doesn't. I mean, honestly, saying no to something you don't want to do can sometimes be easier than saying no to an opportunity that's exciting but still incredibly time-consuming. So how do you deduce exactly what will help further your vision for your life and the career you want to build and what's going to just distract you from it? Brad the Boo works for a custom cabinetry company here in Denver, and lately they've been absolutely overwhelmed with inquiries for work. We're very, very grateful for that. Uh, It seems that throughout the pandemic, everyone wants to redo their kitchen cabinetry, which is uh, a funny sort of uh, economic result of the pandemic that we are extremely, extraordinarily fortunate to be on the receiving end of uh, at, at Brad's place of work. And Honestly, despite the the good news, which is that they're overwhelmed with work, there's some downsides to that too. Like many small businesses, mine included, they've had to learn the hard way which jobs to take on and frankly, which become more of a headache than they're worth. So they've got this great, quick three-question assessment that they use to help determine which jobs to take on and which to pass on. They ask themselves this, first, will this make us money? Now, that's always an estimate, of course, but it's an important one for a a profit-generating business to determine up front. Second, will we learn something from doing this? And third, will this serve as a signature portfolio piece? Even if it's not going to make us money, you know, is this the kind of once-in-a-lifetime project that's going to just get oohs and ahs and press and lots of people will know our name afterwards because of it? Now, if the answer is no to two or more of these questions, they decline and they send their prospective client over to other shops that might be better able to take the work on. I love this example of an assessment because it's so simple. These three quick questions help provide a gut check as to whether or not this potential project really furthers the overall goal of the organization to do groundbreaking work, to really master their craft, and to make a little money along the way. Now I want you to think about your intentions for the year. Perhaps like our Life Tracker Planner folks, you set a one-word intention for how you want your year to go or you review your long-term goals on a monthly basis. Whatever you do, you've got to keep that big picture in mind when deciding what to say yes to and what warrants a no. Ask yourself, does taking on this project serve my long-term goals? Does this align with my word of the year or my values for how I want to spend my time right now? Is there some other long-term benefit like building an important relationship or learning something new? Whatever your questions end up being, 
you've got to distill them down to your own quick little rubric for deciding. Write it down on a sticky note as your little guide to saying no and keep it somewhere you can turn to easily wherever you find yourself often saying yes too readily. At the end of the day, you only have so much time, energy, and effort to devote to your goals this year, whatever they are. So we must embrace saying no up front in a mindful, strategic, and proactive way or find ourselves floundering later, buried in overwhelm and roll overload, kicking ourselves for not setting more boundaries up front. As essentialism author Greg McEwen put on the podcast recently, when I interviewed him earlier this month, he said, quote, every yes is a no to many things. And I'd argue that the converse holds true as well. Every no is a yes to the goals that are most important to you. So this year, let's commit to our commitments by saying no to just about everything else. And if you're looking for help in setting those mindful boundaries and clarifying your plan to achieve your biggest goals this year, the Bossed Up Life Tracker Planner truly can help. Snag one of our final remaining copies for 2021 at bossedup.org slash lifetrackerplanner before we sell out. I think We've already sold out of one of the three cover choices that you had to choose from. So snag your copy and get one for a friend before they're gone. Because when they're gone, they're truly gone. Now, if you're the kind of person who benefits from community accountability, you're going to love our brand new membership program, Life Tracker Insiders. It comes with emails and texts from me all month long to help keep you motivated and keep you on track. Plus, monthly accountability calls with fellow insiders and VIP only events like workshops on how to set money goals, how to hone your mindfulness practice. And we even have an upcoming Galentine's Day cocktail making class. It's going to be so much fun. So for the cost of a latte a month, you can get access to an incredible, committed community of women who believe we can truly thrive while we strive. I invite you to join us there at bossedup.org slash insiders. Until next time, let's keep bossing y'all in pursuit of our purpose. And as the motto of America's first ever Black Women's Association put it best in 1896, let's keep lifting as we climb.